If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Welcome to Hello Somebody, a production of the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. Before we begin, I want to give a big thank you to my team, the team that makes this show happen every week. Thank you, Grace and Cole for graphics, Pepper Chambers, the hot one for writing, Angelo Greco and Anna Mesa for social media, Tiffany Hale for everything, Erica Eklund for Patreon support and production by the folks at Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. Today, I am happy to introduce you to Joy Marie Mann and Patrick Cody. I've known Joy Marie and Patrick from the campaign trail with Senator Bernie Sanders. They are the authors of the Yas Queen Chronicles, a hilarious parody about the first annual resistance form and even includes a character loosely based on yours truly. Her name is Nina Burner. Hello somebody on that. Joy Marie and Patrick are rebel rousers in their own right. They host a podcast and are authoring more hilarious books about this country's political system. I can tell you I read the book and it is funny as hell. I laughed until I cried and I needed that laugh. So I encourage you to support them by purchasing the book and do yourself a favor so that you can laugh. Laughter is good for the soul. 
One other remarkable thing about Patrick and Joy is that they have never met in person. They connected virtually. They are kindred spirits on the campaign trail uh, for not only for Senator Sanders, but, but for our movement. And when they decided to get together to write a book, Joy shares, you got to tune in. She goes on to tell this incredible heartfelt story about Patrick and their amazing journey. Come with us. Let's go. Last year, I started losing my eyesight, and I have no sight in the left eye and only a little sight in the right eye. So to write a book like that, we had to kind of come up with, you know, ways to to do it. Um, so I would, like, tell him what I want. You know, let's say something like this, and then we write, and then when we go, would go through it, he would read everything to me that we came up with. So it was very 50-50 in what we had written, um, but we, you know, having that obstacle of co-writing a book without vision <laughs> was, you know, not something I ever thought I could do, and um that's why it, it was just so rewarding. You know, I owe had a lot of gratitude for helping me and being patient with me and having to read to me and <laughs> all of those things. Um, it was a process, but it was a, a process that um, brought us to a book we are so proud of. My God, thank you for sharing that with us. I know there's some people even more than this conversation about your book and about what's happening in the political sphere, especially on the Democratic side, that Joy Marie, people can take some some encouragement from your story about what you're going through physically and that you still continue to push to get this book written, even in the midst of your own trials and tribulations, you did it. And then to have Pat, somebody who you have never met, I would have never known that, but for you saying that, because it seems like you guys have just been together for a long time or been familiar with each other for a long time. I will say to have Pat do that in total partnership with you and not knowing you, your work ethic, and whether or not this was going to work out is really a testament to his character. So Patrick, man. Well, first off, thank you a ton. I, I appreciated your support uh, with the first book. And, you know, parody for me um, started as a an outlet similar to a lot of people, similar to how Joy decided to write this first parody book. Um, there's something cathartic about it. And to me, like for a, for a reader or a viewer, you know, parody points out the absurdity of things. And... You can't do that just writing it straight. It, when something is really absurd and it turns into parody and you laugh, it's usually true. So there, there's something about that that, that uh, works really well to reach people. Um, but the other piece to it for me is that there are a lot of parodies out there that don't – they don't have a vision. It isn't – they don't have a, a goal of educating the public necessarily – necessarily they're going for a laugh and i never saw this as that i wanted to use it as a way to to share articles to share news stories to share events to to make people read something they didn't and i i think that's what separated my parody account from maybe a lot of other parody accounts on twitter 
but as far as the book goes, I mean, like you were mentioned earlier, um, we are all burners on, that were on the road, campaigning, um, volunteering. We have this connection. So when Joy reached out about the book, like I did trust her already. We were ideologically, we are, you know, 99.99% of the issues we agree. And we both recognize the problems within the Democratic Party. And so being in sync to that level really made it easy to write a book together. I mean, we, we didn't disagree on much. The only things we really disagreed on was like, is this, is this too far? And I'd say, no, we got to do it. And Joy would be like, no, we'll get canceled. We will get so canceled if we do that. And then vice versa. It went both ways. So we would, we would debate what we could and couldn't get away with in this book. Um, so that was kind of a fine line for us. Yeah. And, and, um, when you, I want to come back to that whole notion of cancel culture too, because I really think it's important and it informs not only this conversation about your book, yes, Queens, but also the whole notion of what it really truly means to live in a democracy. And I don't mean a democracy on the voting side, but I mean, we have these set of rules that we're, that, and values, Jesus, and I'm putting values in air quotes because if I hear live out our values one more time, I'm with my throat and somebody else's. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> what I mean by that is that, especially on social media, and Joy Marie, you are so correct. I mean, you, it, 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 it can be used for such incredible good, like organizing people and GoFundMe, unfortunately, for people who need to pay off their health care, pay for health care. We come back to that. But it can be used to uplift and put out really good things. Uh, often, if you stay there long enough and if you have an opinion that goes against the grain of certain folks, they will come. They converge on you. And it's funny. They always pointed out what our side had to say. But they never recognized what other side was doing and saying in the same breath about our movement and our work. So I'm using Little D Democracy because I think we're at a period of time where each side, so to speak, dismisses the other. So I don't agree with you. So I'm canceling you. Nothing you have to say ever in life should ever be acceptable. Instead of, you know, I try to subscribe to Stephen Covey, world-renowned leadership Guru, he has a quote that I use often, seek first to understand and then to be understood. And that doesn't mean that I have to agree with everything that you're saying or doing, as long as what you're saying and doing does not materially, doesn't physically hurt anybody. Uh, that's what America is really about. And it's, it's met, democracy is messy because we are living up to a set of rules that say that First Amendment right. You have that right to say what you want to say as long as it doesn't infringe on anybody else. It doesn't cause harm. Yet folks kind of forget that. So they do a whole lot of not just even vote shaming, but just shaming people for having a counter view. So just the courage that it takes to stand up and have a different view, even if I don't agree with that view. I respect people's right to have that view and for us to debate it out, period. But we don't, we, especially on the progressive left, we're not necessarily afforded that opportunity. And I'm, and not that our side is perfect. I mean, there has been some viciousness that has come from our side that people like us do not support. However, there's viciousness on the other side. And it's really hard to get the other side to call that out. Uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch, they were always trying to get Senator Sanders to control 
his people, but that same request was not put on any other candidate. So what is it about, how, how did we get to this period of time in terms of cancel culture? And can either one of you explain what cancel culture is? And how, and is there any way to get beyond cancel, cancel culture? Or is it just a, a residual of, of social media? Well, I think as it pertains to politics, it's very much weaponized. And, and that's why, you know, you, you what used to be a debate is now not up for debate. You know, 2020 is not the time to critique Democrats because it's an election year. So we hear that over and over again to invalidate our viewpoint and invalidate the entire discussion. So you're canceled as a Democrat if you critique Joe Biden. Um, but then 2021 will come around and he'll be the nominee, but we'll be trying, Democrats will be trying to win the midterms. So it's not a good time to speak before the midterms are coming because, you know, let's win the midterms and then we can have this discussion. And 2022 comes along. Well, 2022 is already election year for, for well, 2022 is the midterms. 2023 comes along, it's the election year. So we're started up in, in campaign mode. We can't talk about Democrats then. 2024, same thing. So there's never any time to criticize Democrats. And that's by design. You know, it's, it's by design to, to keep the, you know, neoliberalism in place and not get the people too outraged and not have have too much uh, disdain for the narratives pushed on MSNBC and CNN every night. Yeah. So there's there's never a time to uh, have uh, honest conversation and critique. And for the record, I have to say as a progressive, I am on CNN and I'm glad that I am there because progressive voices need to be everywhere and we need more of them. But I understand what you're saying, uh, Patrick. Uh, Joy Marie, did you want to weigh in on that or? No, sure. Um, I think, you know, it's pretty much every day you go on Twitter and it says so-and-so is canceled. And I get very interested, so I'll click on it. And it's like, sometimes it's about people's attire, things mm. like that. And it's very insipid and vapid. And it's, you know, to take someone and say, you're reduced to this you no longer have any value for me to take anything, um, anything you say, everything's like automatically just negated because I canceled you because you wore, um, uh, the gentleman who's running in mass wore an ankle bracelet. Um, and people were going off cause he had an ankle bracelet. Meanwhile, he's out there fighting for Medicare for all. So, these are the things that, that so many people focus on. And I think it's, it could be a um, mixture of a lack of empathy and also cognitive dissonance because it's easier for them to focus on such trivial things than to acknowledge just how screwed we are in so many ways. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then, trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. 
Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Yeah, I, I mean, just really superficial. And that is, again, the bad side of social media. Do you think we're being pro, our brains are being uh, rewired in a way for this? It's, it's all about the headlines, the anger clip, clicks, clickbait, journalism. Far too often people are canceling each other out and um, reputation is everything. And that's something that's very hard to get back once somebody maligns your reputation. It just does not come back overnight. If at all, depending on who you are, obviously, and what they put out about you. Is there anything that we can do about cancer, uh, cancel culture? Is there anything we can do? Well, I think, you know, I am so proud to have my own independent media channel. Um, I've been doing it over three years. And one of the reasons is it's organic. It's I'm not, you know, showing you any kind of headlines to get clicks. Like what I speak is truth. What I speak is things I've lived. I have people on who have lived. Um, and those are the things people should be kind of flocking to um, just to get another take on things. Um, we've all seen the videos where, um, you know, you have like 16 um news uh, screens and they're all saying the same words over and over verbatim at the same time. And it's terrifying. They're like robots. That's being programmed. That's some 1984 ish right there. Like that's scary. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, our job as the left has to be remain cognizant that it, could be a little more easy than we think it is to, um, you know, just click on a headline and share that article when we do need to dig deeper. Yeah, we do. So, and you were making reference to George Orwell's book, mm -hmm. 1984. Which is now in the nonfiction section, yeah, I believe. Right. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Well, yes, it is. <laughs> um, that book was so ahead of its time, so I want to encourage people, if you are not familiar, please go read that book. It is surreal how relevant that book is in the 21st century, so please make sure you read it. So I'm going to, um, I want to, so let's, let's, let's go on and dig on into the book. I want to start off with the disclaimer, and I hope you guys have the book in front of you in some way, because maybe you might want to read a, a line or two, but it takes some time because there's back and forth. This is conversational. As Joy Marie laid out, we are at a forum, and I say we because 
there's a character of me in this. Darn right there is. <laughs> as well, and, um, I am the heroine. <laughs> so you I am, are the protagonist, the protagonist, hero. The hero, which I'm really happy. But the disclaimer says this book is political satire based entirely on fictional characters and is not to be taken seriously. I laugh when I read it. It's satire dripping in this entire book, throughout this entire book. Entirely all of the dialogue contained in this book is fabricated. The purpose is to spoof the media, pundits, politicians, political strategists, and anyone else who lies for a living. <laughs> oh Lord, does that that that's that's how I read that book this that entire time, the way I'm reading it right now, pausing to crack the hell up. This book is a work of fiction. This book is satire, a parody, and if you are a vote blue, no matter who type, you'll surely find it to be blasphemous good. Furthermore, this book is in no way an attack on women, but is an acknowledgement of the strong independent women who are true feminists and represent us well. Parody is protected free speech people in the public realm and those in politics specifically are particularly explicitly and exceptionally fair game for being mocked. Remember, if we don't laugh, we will cry even more. And Jesus, that really touched me because that is so, so true. P.S. Anything that you find even remotely sexist in the book was written by Joy. <laughs> Woo! Yes, that is like the opening disclaimer uh, from the book. And you guys go in great detail to really lay that out. Wow. That last part was my extra disclaimer to not get canceled as we were just talking about. <laughs> and I was okay with it. I was like, I'm the woman, blame it on me. It's Blame the woman. <laughs> yeah, that in itself is sexist. Guys. It is sexist. All right. I, I need to be canceled. I spend too much damn time on Twitter anyway. <laughs> so um, the chapters range from 2016. What had happened was, which I love, the K word, the causality of it all. Then we have intermission. I'm with brunch. Trigger warnings. It's a big club and burners ain't in it. Ain't that the truth? Viva la assistance, trickle down feminism, make America blue again, zero effort resistance training. That's another um, kind of intermission there. Red light, blue light, gas light, 2020 malarkey or bus. And the last chapter, famous last words, which yours truly gets the famous last words. So out of that, which, tell me, which one would you both, Joy Marie, you pick one to kind of dig into a little bit. What is it, what what picture is it painting for the reader? And then Patrick, you pick yours. And uh, let's let's talk about that. For the chapter page, you mean? Yeah, pick pick a chapter. Is there any chapter that sticks out particularly for you, and why does it stick out, and what is it about? I would say the caucasity of it all sticks out because that that's something that, you know, I was, like, kind of ashamed to be a white woman sometimes when all these, you know, the, the Central Park calling the 
you know, the police on a black man because he told her to put a leash on her dog and yeah. um, yelling at little kids in a big wheel because he doesn't have a license and, you know, just things like that. It was just, it was really incredible just to watch how many of, of these videos. Um, so I think, um, and and just making the, the point, going back to what you said about you know, they they say, um, yes, believe women of color. They're, you know, they're who's going to get us the votes and they're strong and they're proud. But then when it comes down to it, not those women of color. That's right. So you either support them all the time, whether you disagree with them or not, or you don't support them and you support them being quieted. Um, so I wanted to to put some stuff in there about that, just the the hypocrisy of, um, you know, when uh, AOC and Rashida and Ilhan got in, we saw Nancy parade them around, and you know, just oh, we're setting records, and everyone was hype, including me. Like everyone was hype. These young beautiful, incredible women of color who are going to make so many changes. But then that wore off. And Nancy Pagosi didn't really have as much nice things to say after that. Um, and nor did the resistors. Um, so it just, it shows the, we're kind of done with you now type thing. Um, and we all saw when Ilhan dared um, criticize, you know, the PAC money and things like that. And the racism that came from that and the xenophobia, it was absolutely heartbreaking. And, you know, you and Bernie always had her back, which was something because it, I mean, burners were like the ones who were jumping to, you know, to, to protect her. But you see the way that things like that happen and you're like, do you really support women of color? Do you really? Because do you see she's getting death threats, stuff like that? And she is a Democrat. So you talk about unity, you talk about all of you support each other. Where is that? Only when it fits the narrative that the people in power are trying to portray and both parties do this. That is what, you know, the notion of absolute power corrupts absolutely is being played out over and over and over again. Again, you don't have to totally always agree with somebody to recognize, one, their humanity. I know some people make it very hard, especially the person in, whew, in the White House. I get it. We've already established that. Right? So we already established that, but where do we go from establishing that? And then just the whole notion that if we believe in American values, one value is freedom. And so that part of that freedom is the ability to express oneself as long as it doesn't cause physical harm to another. I just I, I hate to see the canceling of, of anybody because let's go and have the debate. That's the beautifulness. That's what's beautiful about the messiness of democracy, or at least it's supposed to be. Uh, Patrick, you're up, baby. For me, I, I enjoyed um, writing Make America Blue Again. The reason being, it's really important to me that we point out 
that Democrats are really more concerned about stopping progressives than they are about winning elections. I mean, they would rather stop the progressive and lose to the Republican than have the progressives win. You know, like you, you yourself in, in 2016 should have been speaking at the Democratic convention. You were scheduled. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they, I don't have to tell you. Oh, yeah. oh, no, they blocked me big time. They told Senator Sanders basically over their dead bodies, and they meant that. I mean, they, to your right. point, I mean, they were willing. And it was, yeah, go ahead, Patrick. Democrats should be appealing to half of their own party, which is the progressives, if not more than half the party. The problem with what the DNC is doing in this moment is that they have pretty much canceled progressives. They they, they don't want us. They don't want to hear from us because we don't necessarily cooperate with their foolishness. And so they don't want us. So they would rather go out and get the Republicans than have to deal with us. Pat, they do that at their own. I do agree with you that that is not going to work because they're going to have to deal with us one way or the other because we're not going anywhere. Now, the bigger picture, though, Pat, that you are painting is absolutely right. The DNC, the Democrats that are running and who are in control right now would much rather have to deal with Republicans, make book with Republicans, than to see the vision of the progressive movement, which, by the way, is the vision of most Americans. A hundred percent. I mean, you've got Joe Biden right now in the middle of a pandemic where some 60 million people are going to be unemployed and you've got health care tied to to health insurance and he won't even support Medicare for all. I mean, 80 something somewhere upward of 90 percent of Democrats now support it. I know 69 percent of uh, voters in general support it just across right. the in America. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, I was on, I always go to the chief of receipts. You and Joy Marie both know right. who he is for. God knows, baby. I don't even know. His ears should be burning because I'm quoting him out because his stats are dead on, baby. If you want to know some facts, just go on to Warren Gunnell's feed and you will get it. But 92 million people in this country right now, either uninsured or underinsured, 40 million face eviction. 31 million lost their jobs and the 600 extra dollars a week that they were getting through unemployment. 29 million people are food insecure and 12 billionaires at this moment right now are worth a trillion freaking dollars. Meanwhile, people are losing their lives and their livelihood. So I'm 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 with you, Patrick, on this. I, it, it makes my head want to explode because it's hard for me to justify the the what the Democratic Party is saying that it stands for and its platform that goes for, not far enough at all. And that's only it, it's it's not it's not binding. And we couldn't even get Medicare for all in there. We couldn't even get legalization of marijuana in there. We couldn't even get in there to recognize our Palestinian sisters and brothers and try to bring our Israel sisters and brothers together to say, hey, we got to recognize their humanity. Come on, let's do this thing. Couldn't even get that in in the platform that is aspirational. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It is harder and harder and harder to tell people that the Democratic Party will change, that the Democratic Party will do what is right. When we can't even get a platform that that reflects the aspirations of the majority of the American people. Majority of Americans, they might not call it progressivism, but when you explain the issues to them, they're with us. They're with progressives. I mean, can you imagine if this is a close election and our, and 
Biden doesn't end up supporting Medicare for all, um, something that popular with the people. I mean, three months from now, more people are going to be hurting than ever. Yes. And here you've got to, and this is where the gaslighting comes in. This is where it's important on independent media to point this stuff out is that the Democratic Party uh, wants us to think that it would be too risky to push the issue of Medicare for all right now. Like that somehow is a risky issue because we're in an election year. It's too controversial to people. But meanwhile, like we said, you know, Warren, chief of receipts, something like 90% of Democrats support it. You don't get that kind of support for anything. Nothing has that kind of support. So for the Democratic Party, Joe Biden specifically, but, you know, the pundit class and, and people pushing neoliberals, neoliberalism in general to say that this issue is risky now is gaslighting at its finest because it's risky not to support it. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joy Marie, do you see any light at the end of this tunnel? Because there are many tunnels, right? But do you see any light at the end of the tunnel? Is there anything, any light for us? I feel like progressives always do things. I want the resistors to do things. They don't need to to be armchair activists and bully and you know that's their what their activism is. It's I'm done with it falling on us all the time. I was going to read a portion of 
<laughs> my favorite chapter, <laughs> which is the final chapter when, you know, sitting on the panel, they cut my mic over and over again, much to the way what we're talking about right now, the mics of progressives have been cut, especially at the DNC, but thank God, not in the world. I mean, we've had some victories. My dear sister, Cori Bush comes first to mind, baby doing that. And to me, that is one of the ways that the progressive movement is going to be able to uh, take over, if you will, or at least get numbers that give us the synergy that we need. And that is, that will happen every two years. I am certainly in support of progressives running candidates, uh, primary and neoliberals every single election cycle and concentrating on local and state levels of government. We can do all of those things. And because of the House of Representatives is every two years, we have to form a pact, find three good issues that we can stand together across organizations while organizations keep their autonomy and baby keep the gas on. So go, go hard charging. The times demand that. So, <laughs> so they, the, the, the forum is over and, and they gave everybody closing remarks except for yours truly. How fitting. So a Soledad Alliance says, now that we heard from the entire panel, I want to thank every, and then I jump out. Are you really trying to end this event without letting me give my closing remarks? This makes me feel some type of way. Joy Marie and Pat, oh my God, you guys know I use that term all the time. I'm feeling some type of way. And then my mic cuts out again. And then the, you know, Fortunately, that's the last we'll hear from Nina since Joanne. Oh, Lord. And the crowd begins to fall, to file out. They're filing out. They're leaving. And then John, <laughs> how, what did y'all got? How do you, what did you make his last name? Cusack Stan. <laughs> and Brianna Joy Slay. What on earth? Are you two basement dwellers doing here? And then Brianna Joy said, we've heard enough from neoliberals at this point, uh, at this so-called Yes Queens event. It's time we hear more from the people's true queen. So I brought a little something for Miss Nina. And then she pulls out a wireless microphone for her backpack. And then John, he brought something as well, that big boom box. And I do the mic check, one, two, one, two. Hello, somebody. Oh, my God. I want to give it all away because we need people to buy the book. So if I read this whole last chapter, I'm not going to do that to you. But my opening remarks, today has been so much damn foolishness. I mean, y'all ain't got me down to a T. I'm tempted to give you all my with these hands speech. <laughs> with these hands, baby, we can transform America. Lord have mercy. How true and real that was as we reflect back on the very powerful campaign that we were all a part of. The whole notion that this multicultural, multigenerational, oh my God, multigendered movement that started because one man decided to light the spark and others are the fire. We are that fire. And no matter how we're feeling in this moment, and that to me is the most powerful part about your book, as you lay out realities about how things are, but you ended on a very positive aspirational note. Did you too, I mean, was that deliberately thought out or is that something that just kind of happened 
Did it happen by accident or did it happen on purpose? And I would have said that whether or not I was the closing speech or not, but the way you just, the, the, you know, you, you, you ended it on a very high note, which is we, we can still do this despite all of the injustices and hurdles. Was that intentional or was that by accident? It was definitely intentional. Um, we wanted to add some humor, but at the same time, like, the whole book, even though it's satire, it really is to make people think. Um, and, and writing the book was so cathartic for us. Like it really was. And the, we wanted to leave people with happiness. And I feel like every time we read the, the last chapter, we just smile and like it leaves us with a feeling of, oh my God, like, not me, us. Like, we can still do this. Yeah. No, that was beautiful. Uh, Patrick? Yeah, 100%. I mean, when we finished the last chapter, well, actually, the entire time we wrote the book, I was thinking, what is Nina, Nina going to think about this part right here? Can we say that? <laughs> Nina might not like that part, but but I knew you would love the ending. I mean, the... Uh, you know, I don't, well, I don't want to give it away either, but, uh, yeah, we can't give but, it. but ending on a speech similar to something you've given, but, but new ish and your power really is like, to me, where the progressives go next is, is with you. It's with movement for people's party. It's, you know, so I support that a hundred percent, but you're, you know, for all your, your outrage, and never losing your sense of outrage, as all of us burners never do, you always are optimistic. And ending on that note, once we had that idea, we had the ending halfway through the book. We just slapped it <laughs> yeah. in the end and said, we'll get to that. Wow. I'm just truly honored. I, I can't wait for folks. I want people to read this book, whether they agree with you too or not. It opens your mind. It causes you to think. And that really is what we need. We need to think and have the necessary dialogue, even if it's not always pretty, about who we were, who we are, and who we want to be. All three of those things go together. The past, the present, and the future, and to come to some understanding. I must say, and oh my God, and so many of my friends joined me in that last chapter, and I'm not going to give it away because I want people to read it, but it just, it was really food for my soul, I want you two to know, and you definitely, I can say you captured me <laughs> perfectly um, in ways that, as you said, Patrick, are, are new you know, some of these things I, I, I never said, but it's something as I read it, like, yes, I can say that. And just, I, I, oh my God, I got to stop talking about it because I am tempted to give it away. How do people purchase the book? Um, well, you can go to savageandpat.com. Uh, and uh, right now we are doing a special where um, you can enter code Nina for $2 off. Um, and pick one of us to sign it. I'm in Pennsylvania. He's in California. So it's only one of us. Um, and any special message you want. Um, and they're being printed independently, Amazon free. Um, so they're being printed right now. Thank you. It was such a pleasure having you both here with us. And we really appreciate you. The progressive movement appreciates you. And it's called a movement for a reason. We are not going to stop. We are going to win some 
and we're going to lose some, but baby, we are going to keep going with these hands. Yes, we are. With these hands. <laughs> yes. Yes, queens. <laughs> yes, queens. She's going to put that on loop. <laughs> yeah, no, right. That'll be my new ringtone. Yes, queen. <laughs> oh, I was and... so happy, uh, Miss Turner, that you liked it. That's all that mattered. I was oh. like, what if we get on and she's like, this one part offended me and then we'll like have to cut it out or something. <laughs> no, I would never do that to you guys or anybody else. I mean, I believe, create a license. I mean, you had a right yeah. to write this, whether I agreed or not. And that is the difference between me and so many of my critics and other yeah. people and a side of me that they don't know about. I will sit and listen to most. Now, some stuff I can't just tolerate, but for the most part, I do believe in people being able to lift their voice in any way that they want. And we have a right to critique and to counter that voice. It's called America. You know, you got to take the, the bitter with the sweet. So I really enjoyed reading this. And I just salute you guys' courage. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to write what you wrote. A lot of courage to do that. And you did. And you did it in a way that if people are willing to have an open mind, they might just learn a thing or two. Again, whether they totally agree with you or not is of no consequence. It is what you are, the, the message that you are putting forward about the type of country that we are right now. And if we don't change collectively, we, not it's not just about the politicians, but it's about we to change our, our motor, motor operandi. We're in for a long, arduous journey as human beings. So we this is beautiful i truly enjoyed it so very much and you guys are creative, awesome. creative I, we already started coming up with ideas for our next one so oh, <laughs> with stuff still happening so yeah, it is when i was reading this i was thinking i, I don't know how this book ever ends because there's yeah more good things yeah uh, our next one we're thinking about doing short stories so we can make them all different places and then at least a few will be at wine, uh, wine cellar, you know. Uh. <laughs> Lobbyist parties, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, I love it. And, you know, I saw a tweet the other day. I don't know if I screenshot it or not. I tried to. But this guy, he just said, basically, he hopes that I run, that I will run in 2024 and that I think he said like 19 or 18 other progressives should run and then all get out of the race and support me. And I thought, oh, my God. But even that, you know, being a smart aleck, using, you know, satire right. in a way to make a broader point of what actually did happen in the 2020 race uh, with the neoliberals, I thought was pretty cute. So you guys are never going to run out of materials, basically, is what we're saying for the book. Never. True. Never. <laughs> really good job. Just best of luck. Much success. I hope you sell lots of books, and I hope you continue to put your voice out there and get people to think in ways that may be uncomfortable, but forcing people to think nevertheless. Um, you guys are our our blessing. So thank you for oh, being thank here. you so much. And no glitches electronically. That's what I was worried about. No, yeah. you were, we were good. Yeah. Not, not at all. Awesome. You look sharp today oh. as always. The glasses. Oh, you do too. I'm only top up these days, which is I'm in pajama pants. Yeah, I'm I'm mess around. I'm loving this, this moment. Just top up, baby. You're good. 
All right. You guys have an extraordinary day. Keep the faith and keep the fight. And I, everybody cannot do what you all do. And that's another thing I think we have to realize as a movement. We got to make sure we're not canceling people too. Yeah. Everybody has a role to play. We're like a puzzle. And everybody is a piece in the puzzle. Some people can go further than others. But we're all together. As long as we're united on the vision and the purpose that brings us together, it is so important. We got everybody plays a different role, a different, you know, to use a sports analogy, everybody has a different position. And that's how it is in movements too. So man, you got woo, the position you guys are playing. Extraordinary. Oh my God. This all is right. just one of the best days of my life. Just so you know. Just so you know. Oh, thank you. Bye. So good Bye. to see you. Oh, thank you so much. Hello Somebody is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. They are the authors of the Yes Queen Chronicles, a hilarious pair par- of shit. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.